On today's episode, we get to hear about two consecutive weeks of trips from Ryan. He got to go to Tron Preview and his first adults-only weekend with his wife at Walt Disney World. You'll hear all that and more right now. This is episode 60 of the Off Rails podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. This is the Off the Monorails podcast, and it is episode 60. I am your host, Jordan, and joined today, as always, by my two lovely, great-looking, strapping co-hosts, Justin and Ryan. The bearded Bell. wanderer is here, boys. <laughs> Man, I'm I'm flattered. I don't even know what to say, dude. Thanks. How's it going? You're welcome. The poutine's rubbing off on you, so you got a little extra Ooh. gravy dripping there. Mm. Making me hungry. <laughs> gravy. I got to say, it that stuff a, uh, hit different while wearing the shirt. It is a Body <laughs> by Poutine, after all. Mm-hmm. Quick plug, Body by Poutine shirt available in the shop off the monorails.com. That might be the, the earliest chicken. Might be the earliest product plug we've ever done. Well, hey, let's cut to <laughs> yeah. the chase here. We're here for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> well guys how's it been going solid it's been, it's been uh, going getting into some baseball here lately yeah. yeah justin welcome welcome, welcome friend everyone. welcome let's have let's give a warm welcome to justin and his uh baseballism yeah, thanks to thanks to a in. buddy thanks to a buddy i've vested interest in watching the mlb and learning more about it i never did before so uh here we go yeah, Justin said, put me ride. in, coach. I'm ready to play. I can't. I just Let's can't go wait Orioles. now. I've got <laughs> the uh, – you know, next is the MLB package, man. I've got it if you if you uh, want to join in on the fun. I already got it. All right, MLB TV, oh. here we come. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's a great – yeah. We don't, get to, we don't get to talk about sports a lot on this show because, you know, we're not a, short, a sports show. But Well, it, it, it ties in, too, because spring training games do happen yes. at Disney. Yes. The world, uh, ESPN Wild World of Sports. That could be That's something actually, we could do to cover. You know, we should. You know, you're a visionary, Ryan. Funny enough, too, it's actually what started my Disney right. going as an adult. Very true. Was that was when you training. stayed at Port Orleans? Yep. Correct. Yep. Our first trip ever as going back as an adult. I had gone back in 2008, um, but in 2000 and Oh, geez. What was it? 15, maybe something like that. Um, maybe 16. I think it was 2015. Uh, my wife and I went to spring training for the Braves. Go Bravos. Uh, over at Worldwide of Sports. Um, they have now since moved facilities and uh, they rotate who plays at Wide World of Sports facilities now during the spring. But um, yeah. I we went there. We went to spring training, and we were like, you know what? While we're here, we'll stay at Port Orleans Riverside. That was our first time staying there ever. Fell in love that first trip, and we uh, we decided, well, you know what? While we're here, let's go to the parks, and we became annual pass holders at that time. And 
never looked back since. So one yeah. thing led to another, and here we are. It, here we are. Just, MLB, just imagine, imagine that point thing. in time where you randomly go to Disney, and you're like, you know what? I think I'll get an annual pass. Like they used to be <laughs> available like that, and now they're. Oh yeah. Oh like, man, what? that's a relic. <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, oh well, we're we're here for a few days. It's cheaper to do the annual pass. Let's just do that. You know, just economics. <laughs> and it, yeah, what a funny thought. I just, I, just remember, cast. I just remember sitting on that berm and just watching baseball, drinking beer. It was St. Patty's. Uh, it was just all around. It was a great yeah, time. We, we need to do that next year, boys. It was yeah. It's a lot of fun. The spring training yeah. games there are a lot of fun. It's a good facility. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's real good. Yeah, let's, let's do that next year. Yeah, cover it right there on the side. Well, nice see, now stay you at All Star Sports. <laughs> get anything us a right, right yeah. there. Hey, Animal Kingdom Lodge. It's all right, right there. there. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, so, yes. Welcome, Justin. So glad to have you as part of the uh, MLB fandom. Thank my buddy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, Kudos thank there. my buddy. So. Yeah, what else is uh happening? Any anything exciting? Ryan, you just getting that garden ready some more? Oh man, yeah. That and mowing <laughs> five acres now once a week. So Yeah. It has begun. I yeah, thought I was I excited for it, but now I'm not. <laughs> now that it's been <laughs> that reality all day hits doing y'all. It. Yeah. Yeah. That and then that reality hits y'all too quick getting five gallons of gas every time I got to buy it. So I might as well take out a second mortgage just to do yard work. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole other right? different episode and podcast though. <laughs> <laughs> we need Jim Cramer on here to discuss that. It's, we are not uh, supplying any financial advice. <laughs> <laughs> We're off the wall street. <laughs> but yeah, it's a uh, spring's pretty much in full swing now, you know, Grass is growing and bees are buzzing and flowering garden festival is underway. So yes, it's good. Yes, time. It is. Yeah. We got to go. Uh, I know we'll talk a little bit about that. We won't cover too, too much because we've actually got a future episode here in a couple of weeks that will uh, go through our first review of this year's edition of flower and garden festival over at Epcot. Uh, Ryan got to go uh, a couple times. I got to go as well. Um, and so we're going to let, uh, just a little bit more kind of, you know, a little more food hit our taste buds and, uh, give a full review, uh, our first edition review of the festival. And, uh, I think our plan is to hopefully get to the festival again, at least a time or two before it ends, uh, in July. So, uh, we'll be able to provide you another very well-rounded review uh, later on at that time as well. So be on the lookout for that episode coming soon, but yeah, it was a, it's a great kickoff to the, to the spring season and you know, the, the time on the clock is just ticking away on the calendar. Yeah. I'm looking forward to my, uh, my first go at it here in a couple of weeks. So yeah. Ready. Yeah. I'll at least have two more visits for it by the time May rolls around. So I should, have a good uh, consensus of what's good and what's not. Yeah. I was actually, uh, we went out to, to dinner at a local pizza place, uh, just the, just, uh, last night. And I was actually very surprised, but pleasantly surprised to see three of this year's flower and garden festival beers on the tap list. 
So, nice. yeah. So you know, your boy got all three of them because <laughs> they were true. they were ones that I did get to enjoy at the festival when I went, and they were that good. So I got them again when available. So again, we'll cover all that here in a few weeks. So stay tuned for that. Make sure you are following and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. So you are alerted when those new episodes drop. We did have some, some little news topics that pop up um, since we last spoke guys Uh, last Monday, Tron soft opened pleasant surprise. Actually. Yeah. They, um, it's been a while since they've done a soft opening. I think the last yeah. one we saw was honestly what Toy Story Land. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. I mean that's been some years. Yeah, it, and uh, I mean they didn't really soft open any of the rides like Remy or um, right Rise. So this is the first soft opening in a very long time. Um, but they they started as a virtual queue uh, last Monday, and the funny thing is about this virtual queue. I don't know if you've seen this information so you know how virtual queues a lot of times you can get there at any point in time after your group has been called i know ryan you've experienced this where you were able to go to a virtual queue for guardians well past the time that you were oh yeah several times yeah and you just there's let you ride in they override it and let you go through Mm -hmm. well apparently with tron and it is a soft opening so it could change based on when the ride is you know, open to the public full time uh, in just a couple of weeks, but they are only, they are testing a one hour grace period now for Tron's virtual queue. So there've been people who have been used to being able to go to a virtual queue anytime after their boarding room has been called and they're being turned away uh, after that hour has passed. Well, this is why we can't have nice things. You know, they're, they're having to, bolt you know buckle down on people abusing the system and you know, what's that what like line management it's, it's a lot yeah. of things i get it because i think this is going to be one of those rides that are genuinely it's sought after based on the time of day yes yeah, the rise of resistance after, of, of magic kingdom well like, but think about this all these other rides are in the are inside this is yeah. the only outdoor one that is impacted by day or night. And the way that that ride looks at night compared during the day, it's one easy. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. I think you have a lot of this demand for nighttime riding. That's just going to just build up, you know, the, the wait times for that. And I think that's what they're trying to be cautious of is we're not going to allow people to, to just flood these gates when the sun goes down, because then it'll just be an overwhelming amount and yeah. no one can have a good yeah. time well and they also added a third virtual queue period i think for 6 p.m for the nighttime on mm-hmm. certain days so they're really trying well, for to those that are- <laughs> split these groups up and and really because i'll say i think the soft opening was more of a response to what they seen from annual pass holder previews and i won't get too in depth with it because that's part of my coverage for this episode but the way they handled the preview setup and everything and my personal experiences with it is a nod to why they went ahead and did a soft opening because they nailed it. They really did. This is going to be great for those that just want to watch the fireworks and don't care about getting a nighttime ride on Tron. Yeah. Primo happily ever after spots. Imagine watching the fireworks from the roller coaster. Could you, yeah. I mean, timing it. Could you imagine? Oh, it'd be chef's kiss. Uh, 
It's crazy. Yeah, the whole Tomorrowland's uh, skyscape completely different with this uh, addition into the uh, into the fold. But well, it's going to push them to make the rest of Tomorrowland look comparable now. Yeah, because it looks so yeah, out of place. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's a big reason why they had all that scaffolding on space uh, or on Space Mountain when we were there. Right, at, right. At uh, Contemporary, because they're trying to make it look nice for the you know, the opening of Tron, uh, which yeah. they I think, all the media you know, just stuff a, and... a matter of a day or two ago they brought that scaffolding all all the way down completely off of Space Mountain. So, yeah, and then we'll anticipate the opening of the new shop um, uh, opening as well for it, reopening yeah. uh, with a new name. But yeah, I just wanted uh, you talked about the the boarding groups and kind of how they're, how they're running um, thrill data. Uh, who's a great follow, by the way, uh, I'm not sure how they don't have more followers on Instagram, uh, but they have, they track a lot of uh, a lot of data points for wait times, et cetera. And they were actually tracking um, on the 20th for Tron's uh, virtual queue previews. And as of 7 PM, Tron was at group 143 and still going where the day before they had stopped at 120 boarding groups. Wow. So they're getting better every day Mm -hmm. for, uh, for these boardings. And just for a reference, they added that cosmic rewind averages about 190 groups per day. Good Lord. That's a ton. So, just as a kind of a reference point of like where we're headed, where we could be headed, but that's how right. much faster they're getting through these. So I would imagine, I mean, with that data and thinking about it, they're getting through those points by turning people away. Right. They're probably going to continue to turn people away. Yeah. If they're getting more efficient because of that, probably going to. Yep. I'll so, agree to that. They're going to yeah. stick to so whatever we'll what works. Like, there's no it, getting around it. Disney going to Disney. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay with it. Blame. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm okay with it. I, I, Honestly, uh, everyone has Q. equal opportunity at 7 a.m. to to get a shot. You yeah. know? And, 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 well, and the drone. I just think people that were, you know, a couple hours away have been used to just joining a virtual queue from home. And then if they get one, they they then drive a couple hours to Disney to spend the day. And now they're being turned away from their virtual queues if they get one. Yeah. Or could be turned away. I, you know, hot take, but I kind of prefer virtual queue over standby because it seems yeah. efficient to me. I'll agree to that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wish they would allow it on all the, on all the rides that they offer the individual lightning lane purchase. Yeah. Yeah. I wish yeah. they would still do virtual queue. Because then yeah. at least you have like the option, you have a free option to still kind of get a fast pass to it. Yeah, well, right. And then, and then you know, a, they just recently added where you pay for the guaranteed virtual queue for Guardians. So, yeah, it's the same thing. It's the individual yeah. lightning. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. but, it's literally the same thing. Yeah. But it's like, but you're just paying just for a boarding group. Limit, yeah. Like, bring the number down, bring the groups down, limit it to like 50 groups that get the virtual queue once you add that paid individual that lightning paid option. option. Yeah. Like, that way you can still at least have some value back to being to being there and going on your trip, right? Like going to mm-hmm. that park. Like it that was the great thing about Fast Pass Plus was you at least knew you were gonna ride three rides. 
And right. if you were, if you knew the system, like a lot of people are trying to learn Genie Plus still, if you knew the system, you knew you were at least going to get, you had a pretty good chance of getting one premier ride, right? If you did it on your 60 day time, all that. Right. And so that's what I just wish they would possibly push towards that right or if you stay at a deluxe resort they kind of maybe they give you extras you know like universal does so i'm sure they'll continue to figure it out but that's one of the things i would like to see because um something we'll get into next week uh coming with my trip recaps was some of our experiences of having virtual queue versus genie plus um versus no genie plus so we'll get into uh and some of that next week as well. Um, but yeah, it's just some things I've been thinking about. <laughs> yeah. I, I think uh, Jenny plus is actually, uh, figuratively speaking, has an asterisk beside it. I think that it's not set in stone what it is yet. Oh yeah. I think Disney's it's, still it's playing around with fluid. it. Yeah. And like you said, Disney's going to Disney, everything. Disney is always fluid, right? Which yep. is fine. Yep. That's true. It's, it's fine. So another fun topic that happened Last week, uh, last Thursday was the grand opening of Woody's Roundup Barbecue. And Boys, we nailed it. <laughs> so we we threw out uh, a couple of weeks ago. We threw out our predictions that you know we we knew we highlighted that this was this was upcoming. And when we had gotten the uh, preview of the menus uh, that would be available here, um, featuring all the meats and things like that. It's a it's a kind of a platter serving of uh, that you get. Uh, but we talked about it. We talked about you know what the food might be like, um, what it might be similar to, uh, the price points involved, which we got pretty close. We guessed in the mid forties, and for adults it's forty five dollars, and for children I believe it's twenty five or twenty nine dollars. So we kind of nailed that. Um, the theming looks fantastic. I've heard mixed reviews about the food, but I get it. I get the food portion it's still inside a theme park so understand that it is barbecue at a theme park so i understand that um but i do think and i'll we'll be able to give our full you know full review um once we've actually been there and eaten it but just from my opinion i think hollywood studios is better for that restaurant being there rather than not having it i think it's great to have another sit down option there do I wish that there were characters involved? Maybe, maybe I could, you know, like I, I, again, I haven't been there myself, so I, I haven't experienced it in person to see would characters make it better or not. I do know that if characters were involved then that price tag would be at least 20 bucks higher. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. So with that being said, but it just, uh, you know, it does look pretty good. Uh, Ryan, you you kind of nailed it. It it does remind us very as very reminiscent of a restaurant. It's pretty much like they just had the Cisco truck change delivery locations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that of course yeah. is uh, Trails End, our beloved Trails End restaurant. Uh, my sister actually, her and her husband were uh, in Orlando celebrating their anniversary. Um, they actually went to Universal. They celebrating seven years. Well. Seven years of marriage, so congrats to them. But uh, that's yeah. actually where uh, where the proposal happened was outside of the Universal in front of the Globe some years nice. ago. So they went back to where it all started, uh, which was cool. But uh, 
she did they did go over to Trails Inn for breakfast uh before they left. Nice. Just to kind of give it a nice send off, um, if you will. So that was that was fun to see and glad she got to go and visit it one last time. because uh, that breakfast still was one of the best Snacks. options on property. So. The dinner wasn't bad either. It was it was pretty good. It was not bad. Dinner was not bad at all. So, but yeah, so if you are a fan or were a fan of Trails End uh, dinner, then chances are, chances are you're probably going to be a fan of the uh, Roundup Rodeo Barbecue joint because it's uh, very reminiscent of that in menu and in price and, and some maybe quality. So we'll see uh, for ourselves here soon. But uh, yeah, I, again, super happy that it's open uh, and I think the park got better because of it is that a reservations required restaurant by the way oh yes sir yeah yes sir it was okay it's a no reservations available restaurant right now (laughs) yeah yeah so of course it's going to be high in demand so this is a great great if you are absolutely set on trying to go here and you want a little bit of help go check our friends at unlock magic link is in the episode description they have a dining reservation tool all you gotta do is pick your dates pick your restaurant and it will send you an alert as soon as an opening becomes available in your time slot. And you can hop on the app and book it right away before anyone else does. So go check out their service. Uh, it's pretty much, it's it's awesome. The, the tool's there, but there's a lot of entertainment. There's a lot of community involvement there. It's a great place uh, with Disney-minded Information packed. And yeah, information galore. So go have fun with us there. Unlock Magic. It's a great community. And uh, we think that you'll enjoy uh, that service check it out in the episode description all right fellas well ryan i think it's time sir we've we've teased you going to your tron preview uh you had a great weekend it looked like during that time and then you got to go with your wife for the first time just you and her for the first time ever no kids in tow for a for an adult only weekend long weekend at Disney. And so I think now's the time let's unpack it. I want to hear all about it and just see how everything went. I know you got to do some really fun things, some new things for you. Um, so let's hear all about it. And, uh, let's just start with your first trip. Uh, that being the, uh, Tron preview weekend. Yeah. So, um, our preview date was Saturday, March 11th. So we actually was able to get a decent day for uh, the preview itself being a Saturday so we could spend the whole day at Magic Kingdom, not have to worry about being rushed to get home on Sunday. But yeah. um, initially, whenever I uh, landed on the, the preview time slot, uh, when I was in the queue for it, I uh, had to do a park reservation for Epcot. And then I actually happened to get our uh, preview slot after park hopping hour. So we would just park hop to Magic Kingdom after two. But then I come to realize that we, with our successful um, preview time slot, it actually solidified a park reservation for us all at one time for Magic Kingdom. So uh, I, I was just able to cancel my Epcot one because it showed on my Disney experience that I had two different park reservations for each person. So we just took the Epcot ones away and we were set for magic kingdom and 
it was just like anything else they added into your your uh, daily plans and it's it's there we drive down after work on friday afternoon and let me tell you uh the drive down which is normally you know the better part of three hours maybe a little shy of it normally Mm -hmm. uh it took us about five five and a half hours to get down there (laughs) because the traffic was garbage um Mm. it was pretty much the perfect storm for i-95 and i-4 because in ponte vedra well number one it was already friday afternoon and we were traveling through jacksonville the metropolitan area uh during rush hour and then we had the players championship uh doing a practice round on friday in ponte vedra which is just south of jacksonville in 95 and then Mm -hmm. where 95 and i4 connect in daytona you had bike week all at one time (laughs) so traffic was garbage we pulled up we stayed at the sheridan vistana which is right off of um 535 very close to disney property uh it's kind of like our new hotspot now because we're members with that uh, with that company. But um, yeah, we 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 got there literally like right after ten o'clock at night, and we left around I think four forty five in the afternoon, maybe right at five. Oh. Yeah, it was brutal. Ouch. But um, you know, we got there in one piece. You know, sometimes it be that way. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, traffic was just ass. So that was that was the extent <laughs> of Friday. Because by the time we got unpacked and everything, and everybody got showers and settled in, it was pretty much midnight. So um, we chalked that one up to the game and just got ready for Saturday. So um, Saturday was special for a couple of reasons. Number one, it was my youngest daughter's fourth birthday. So she got to wake up and spend her fourth birthday at Disney. I couldn't imagine any other way a Disney kid would want to spend their birthday, especially as a child that little. Um, yeah. It was all about her that day. So, And then her sister's birthday was um, a couple weeks afterward, which was actually just this past Thursday. But we got to celebrate both of their birthdays down there, which I thought was pretty cool. But we get to Magic Kingdom that morning. Um, of course, we had our Tron preview for later that day. Our time was around 2 o'clock, 2.30-ish. So uh, we had time to do some other things before we actually went to do uh, get in line for our preview. So uh, being that it was uh, my youngest daughter, Avery's birthday, we just wanted to do everything that she wanted to do because she was queen. So yeah. she is a huge Little Mermaid fan. And we went straight to the back and got to do the meet and greet in Ariel's Grotto, which was really cool. Um, her and her two sisters got to sit up there with Ariel, get pictures done, and she had on a Little Mermaid outfit and had her birthday button on, so they, she was getting some extra love, and uh, mm-hmm. it, it was everything you'd ever want to tug at the heartstrings. And um, <laughs> I saw the uh, I saw the fa- friends and family photo passes in the app. It, yeah, it, it was those awesome. photos were awesome. Yeah, yeah I love it. And. Uh, you know, of course, after you get done meeting and greeting with Ariel, you've got to ride the ride. I mean, you didn't go to Magic Kingdom unless you rode the ride. So uh, yeah. <laughs> we uh, we went and enjoyed ourselves some some Little Mermaid action on the ride, and got to see Sebastian and all the other sea creatures do their thing. And uh, we got to do a with for one, the Ariel meet and greet was a new thing that we had never done before because it hasn't but till recently been brought back but um we have never done the enchanted tales with bell show 
So that was a first for us that we did right after Little Mermaid. My mom took Gibson to do it um, a couple years ago and spoke very highly of it, but I, I haven't done it yet with them. Oh, how, it's awesome. how, so how was it? It's it's great. Um, I'm actually putting together some of the snippets of video I have, and I'm trying to get some from Brianna because I actually was part of the show with two of my kids. So I could only get awesome. so much after I ended up being in the show. Um, but I'm going to put some, uh, some pictures and videos together and try and do like a little, a little reel or a YouTube video. Cause it, it, I, it encompassed a lot. I mean, it was, it was really interactive. Um, you pretty much play out skits and they have bell come into the room and we, it's like a, you throw a surprise party for bell and, um, yeah, me and my two older daughters were actually part of the show. So we were, um, props or whatever. Uh, Braylon was Mrs. Potts. And Olivia was, I'm wanting to say, like one of the dishes or something from when they do the Be Our Guest uh, number. Okay. And yeah. um, I was the, the Ottoman dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, like we were in the show. It was cool. Um, everybody that's in the show gets like a special Beauty and the Beast bookmark um, to as a keepsake for being part of the show. And... Um, Bell actually noticed that, you know, my two daughters were in the show with me, but they had a third sister that wasn't in the show, but she was just sitting front row, crisscross applesauce with her eyes lit up. <laughs> so she actually let Avery come up and the, uh, one of her assistants actually announced her as like princess Avery Kate. And she sat down on the floor and took pictures with her by herself too, awesome. even though she was not part of the show. Awesome. But, once again, we, we talk about the Disney difference and the little things that just puts yep. it over the top. Yep. You see, you, you know, you see your kids go through stuff like that and it's just, it's heartwarming. Yeah. And I got Absolutely. to take a picture with Belle too. So that was, that was, hey. that was fun. Yeah, boy. That'll warm your heart too. <laughs> but <laughs> it's a great show. Um, it's definitely something I will be going to do again. Uh, it was super fun. I love it. That's good. Yeah, we'll have to do that then. It was getting about time for us to do our preview, but uh, what we it was about lunchtime too. So what we do is the best thing you should do before riding a brand new roller coaster that's supposed to be high thrill, and that's fill your stomach up. So oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We um we head over to Pecos Bills for lunch that day. It's been a while since we had hit Pecos Bills and it's a solid place to get lunch for a great value and get a lot of food. We go in there and um, one of the um, assistants that kind of stands there with the iPad kind of right inside the door that kind of helps people, you know, do stuff on the app instead of waiting in the actual line. He noticed mm -hmm. that um, Braylon and Avery had on birthday pins and he shouted to the top of his lungs like, you know, can I have your attention please? And like brought the entire restaurant <laughs> to a halt. <laughs> and announced that it was both of their birthdays and this was their special day. And then next thing you know, the whole place is just like roaring with applause and whistles. And like, he just made the girls feel extra special again for a moment. And I thought awesome. that was really, really cool. Yeah. But, um, yeah. We got, you know, I got the walking taco. Um, yes, sir. A couple of the kids yes, got sir. just regular tacos. Some of them got some, um, some macaroni and cheese, just random stuff. But man, that walking taco for for ten bucks, dude. You know, you get the chips dude. and the beef and all the stuff in it, the sour cream, the salsa. Like, I was so full 
after that. That's probably Dude, one can, of the best quick service the, values. You can feed the family. You can Dude. feed the family with that walk-in yes. taco. Absolutely. And then, like, one of we my kids it. couldn't finish we their taco, so I just the, dumped, uh, I dumped her taco into my bag and just added more to it. I'm like, here we go. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> <Hashtag> food track. <laughs> so good. Oh, my God. But for ten, yeah, we, we have just unlocked Pandora's box with food right there. I feel sorry yeah. for whatever bathroom you went to. <laughs> I said we unlocked Pandora's porta shitter is what we did. <laughs> uh, what bathroom oh. did I hit? Uh, um, the one back by Storybook Circus. That's the one that fell victim. Yes, sir. Yep, oh, right yeah. for Tron. One of the best <laughs> in the park. Yep, but yeah, Pecos Bills. There's never a time I leave there disappointed. Uh, ten ninety nine for the walk and taco and a drink. Um, it, it, it's probably one of the best quick service values you can find in the parks. Period. Debate me. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely, absolutely. After I had it for the first when we went to the uh, the Halloween party, I was, mm-hmm. I'm I'm a believer. Yeah, it's great. Man, I'm, to, I'm trying to like relive this now because I'm. <laughs> Brian's calming down now. His heart got excited. It's so, so here's the thing. So it was so good. That thing's so good that when we got back from that trip for the Halloween party, that next weekend, we all had like, we decided to have family dinner by recreating walking tacos. We home. do that all the time, trying to recreate like, Disney food as a family went, gathering. We literally yep. went and grabbed multiple bags of Fritos and then just. <sighs> made our own little bags of all the stuff and just ate it all from the bag. Like there's, we're all just sitting at the dinner table, eating from a bag of chips. Hey, less dishes to wash. <laughs> hey, you're I'll not wrong. It. Follow me for more yeah. life hacks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but well, food tracked. I love it. <laughs> so we finish up at Pecos bills and, um, it's time for us to go get on Tron. So, um, it actually ended up only being uh, me, my wife, Brianna, and my eight-year-old, Olivia. Um, mom and Avery, of course, being too little, mom was going to hang with Avery because she didn't want to ride it. And Braylon actually was a little scared, so she didn't ride it at first. But she was very remorseful after we got off, and she's seen how awesome it was. But, yeah. Um, like uh, getting into the ride they had actually like a pre-staging area outside of um, like in front of Space Mountain and along the Joffreys and where Stitch's spaceship has a little cool misting kind of area. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was all along that fence up to um, Tomorrowland Speedway. So we were, that that line looked really long at first and I was thinking to myself like, we're going to be here for a minute, but it was just the pre-stage to scan everybody in that was registered for a, a preview. And then you walk through the long, you know, concrete walkway going up the ride up to the queue. And the line mm-hmm. was probably like two or three zigzags outside of the actual ride entrance. So it wasn't bad. Um, okay. but we actually, once we got assembled into the, the zigzag area of like, you know, the, the ride queue staging, um, the ride went down for about 10, 15 minutes. And I was like, looked at Brianna mm. and I was like, are we really going to miss out on this because of, uh, you know, like <laughs> an outage. And, um, yeah, it came back up. And as soon as it came back up, because, you know, everybody had been cleared out. Like we all just rushed in there at one time because they was able to fill up, you know, three or four coasters at one time. 
so it goes mm-hmm. a little faster. Um, but just walking into the ride, like once you get in the doors and you're kind of going through all these, like they're like glass and mirror everywhere and blue lights and yeah. a lot of uh, robotic voices. It's really cool. And then, um, of course, the ride uh, pre-show where the glass is a screen, but then all of a sudden it goes yep. foggy and it clears out and the coaster launches right in front of you through a glass window. Mm-hmm. It's it's insane. And then, you know, it's pretty cool through. how they time that with the vehicle. So yeah, you can like it's like poof. Ah, yeah, and then it just takes <laughs> off. And it's like, oh wow. Yeah. But yeah. um they put you through a couple more zigzags after that, uh very similar to like a Guardians, how you you get done with the uh, the pre show and then everybody shoots to the right and you kind of just stage up for like five more minutes before you're actually getting on a a, a coaster. Yeah. So it's very yeah. similar. Um a lot of a lot of aesthetic aesthetically pleasing things about that queue. Um, cause I thought guardians had a lot of detail in the ride queue, but Tron's even more mm-hmm. so, um, oh, okay. just a lot of neon, a lot of mirrors, a lot of sleek, you know, things. And then of course, uh, their locker system. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with it, yeah. but you put your stuff in on one side and then on the ride queue exit, once you get off, you actually take your stuff out the same locker, just on the opposite side. So it's like a pass through locker. Yeah, and you all you have to do magic is scan your magic band. Yes, so, okay. yeah, your magic band. Yeah, Did, you got to remember your number. <laughs> obviously, this was a. Obviously, this was yeah. So obviously, this was a preview. Um, but were there plenty of lockers? Like, was it easy to re- to get to a locker, or was it kind of like that? I know in some park experiences, like my mind immediately goes to the locker situation at uh, in Harry Potter, um, at Hogwarts Castle. You go in that locker room, and this is like you hit. You just run into everybody entering and exiting that same little room was it how did it flow is a very easy flow to kind of get to your locker and put things in there and, and then move on or did you kind of hit uh you know this little bit of a stalemate uh no it people? was it was it was fairly easy because like um the way they have it they have a cast member actually staged right before the lockers so they actually count out how many people are on the coaster uh, that you're going to be on, and that's who's allowed to go through to put stuff in the locker at a time. And then mm-hmm. once we put our stuff in and clear out, then they let another coaster's worth of people through. Makes sense. That's um, awesome. And it's like a giant wall of lockers, and they're all lit up blue neon. And actually, when there's yeah. uh, items in one, they're red. So you automatically know if it's blue, you can go over there and scan into it and get in. But if it's red, it's already taken. Okay. And then, of course, when people take their stuff out the other side, they clear out and turn blue again, so it lets you know that uh, it's available. But it was yeah. it was literally I walked up, found the locker, boom, done. Like there was no searching. But uh, the ride itself, man, you know, I watched a couple of videos. I didn't watch too many because I didn't want it to tease and spoil too much for me. But I just want to see how the the coaster experience would be, as you know, with sitting on it and the 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 ergonomics of it, I guess. Uh, Because I do have, you know, back issues with me having back surgery about seven years ago. Um, I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't going to be something that would affect me physically because that's the last thing I want to do. But um, it was a very, very comfortable roller coaster, in my opinion. To me, it's like you you step on it like you would a motorcycle, but then it's almost like you get into like a a downward dog, but you're still facing upward. Like you, you're kind of like you get down on your knees and there's yeah. like uh knee pads that are angled. 
and your mm-hmm. feet are all kind of nestled in, and then the handlebars, you grab onto them and pull them towards you, and then the back, as you pull the handlebars down straight at you, then the backrest comes up and the leg restraints come over. And I remember Long you day. were you were asking me uh, yeah. about the leg you know clearance because there were some people with bigger legs that have issues with those uh hold down bars like pushing into their calves and i have pretty big calf muscles or at least i have fat legs i guess um (laughs) but the bars never touched my legs at all like it was just enough where i could just feel them there it was never like pushing in on me or nothing yeah and from the video that I've seen of people getting on the vehicle itself, what I think is the critical piece in all of this is that knee area. Because yes. that, correct me if I'm wrong, but it basically flexes, right? Like it, mm-hmm. it kind of flexes down, like on a, yeah. like a swivel. So I think like if you get your knees right, first of all, then I think the rest of your body is going to get into the correct position that it can to allow for that closure to happen without impeding on your comfort or your ability to just kind of lock into that vehicle. So did you find yourself like when you first got on it, what was the first thing like you were adjusting to get into place? Was it like the knee, it, it like your legs or like how, how did you go about entering to then be in a situation where you were, you had enough room? Um, the only thing I really had to adjust was like my hands on the handlebar because there's two sets of handlebars. So there's one set that's a little closer to you. They're on the same piece, but there's two different sets. So like people with shorter mm-hmm. arms or kids could hold some, and then there's some further out for taller people. Um, I was just trying to get used to which set of handlebars felt more comfortable for me to um, to hold on to. And um, okay. other than that, I mean it. It's very similar to like sitting on a crotch rocket motorcycle. Like you, you have that gas tank kind of right there at your stomach and you're reaching mm-hmm. over. But like with this, you know, that's, it's kind of up toward your chest area and you're having to force yourself to look up a little bit just because of how your body's already angled down and forward. I can see how it lends itself to, to aid you in being able to see and look around on the coaster as the ride's going on because you're, you're looking to your, you're left and right a lot too with all the different things going on and the hard mm-hmm. turn. So you're kind of wanting to look the way you're turning just to anticipate what's going to happen next. So ergonomically, I thought it was, I thought it was good. Okay. Cause I've heard, I mean, I've heard people complain about the, the comfort, I'll just say comfortability of the ride vehicle itself, right? Like it's a shorter, it's a shorter ride so they can withstand it. But some people literally complain that, they wouldn't want to be in that position for a long period of time. Yeah. Uh, other than basically the the length of the ride, because it wasn't the most comfortable to to kind of get into and be stuck in. Um, but so how how was that position throughout the ride? Like so the the ride happens, and we'll get into the actual the spoiler alerts of how the ride, what happens on the ride if people you know haven't been looking at any videos or anything but um just the comfortability of the ride duration how did you feel during the ride as far as your ability to look at all the things happening and then when you got off the ride kind of how did you feel any side effects anything like that well the um the way the ride starts you know after you get on and you you get out of the staging area and kind of make that turn 
is where the launch happens. So you you launch from a dead stop to I think right at 60, 60 miles an hour, maybe just a little shy of it. Yeah, it's like fifty nine point um, four or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and that's the part where it makes the big curve outside. Uh, mm-hmm. You know where mm-hmm. everybody can see. So that's where the ride begins, and then it kind of makes like a big uh, ramp almost, and it goes into the inside part, and. That's where you're going, like you're kind of. It's very similar to how um, Guardians of the Galaxy is, where it's like it has those like big sweeping turns, and you're going through the scoring gates yeah. and everything, like how Tron is, and there's explosions going everywhere, and there's like a I think a motorcycle that explodes, but um, you're going through these gates and stuff, and it's like it's cutting and turning. Um, I think being that it's a dark ride on the inside, it kind of lends itself to where you can't really look around too much, but, but they put things in certain areas. That's it's where you need to be looking anyways. So they've kind of designed it to where they want you looking a certain direction because they know that's the most comfortable place to be looking. If that makes sense. So, so I'm assuming those that have ridden on motorcycles or driven motorcycles will probably have like familiar, uh, ergonomics, uh, and it, right. would, it would be very similar to that. Yeah. So, um, you know, me, me, I used to own a, a motorcycle, so I'm kind of curious how it does match up to that and see how the comfortability is and see if there's a valid point mm-hmm. for those that may be uncomfortable, like just trying to figure out where, where things went wrong in their instance, but, uh, good to know. But, um, overall, you know, that was my first experience with, doing an annual pass holder preview for a attraction. I thought Disney handled it well. You know, if we've all personally witnessed some flops when it comes to uh, previews Mm -hmm. and, you know, virtual queues and other things that have been rolled out over the past few years, all the new things we've seen. um, I thought Disney nailed it with this one, especially being at Magic Kingdom. So 10 out of 10 experience for me as far as doing an, an annual pass holder preview. That's great to hear about the ride, first of all. And I, you know, I think we all agree with the sentiment that we, we love what it's adding to, to the park and especially to that section of the park. Yeah. Tomorrowland, Tomorrowland lost its identity. I think this is a step in the right direction. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, did you understand the storyline of the ride at all while being in the queue to being on that ride vehicle to, to going through the attraction, you know, on the ride itself and then coming off of the ride? Did you, were you able to follow what they were trying to, what story they were trying to tell you? Yeah. Um, well, you know, it helps too that I've seen the, the old and the new movie, but, um, sure. They they do like a um, a video breakdown of it, um, kind of like how they do on Flight of Passage, where they kind of explain what's going to happen before okay. you go and uh-huh. do it. So it's very similar to that, how they explain that it's a race and that you and your team have to stay together and everybody get through these scoring gates and we've you've got to beat the the orange team or whatever because you're team blue. And uh-huh. um, so yeah, they they break it down in the ride queue and everything. So you've got an idea of like what the concept behind the ride is that it's an actual light cycle run, like a race, you know, you're trying to get through all the scoring gates to win. Okay. So they, yeah. uh, The reason I ask is because sometimes, especially on these more thrill rides, the storyline can get 
easily lost in what they're actually trying to tell you versus just being on a ride. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, so I always like to kind of ask and like wonder, like, can you actually follow the storyline and, and understand what's happening, especially for someone that has never seen Tron, right? Like, could I just step into being at Disney World, go onto this attraction and feel like I did more than just get on a roller coaster? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Which is what Disney's about, right? Like, Disney is about storytelling mm-hmm. and everything that they do, right? Everything, every single thing that they do is all about storytelling. So that's where I, it's a big differentiator for Disney. And so that's why I'm curious about how it portrays itself. Yeah. It, it, it was good to me. Um, for people that have seen it, they, they understand the nods to the original films and stuff like that. And then for people that don't know, it's informative enough that you, you do have an idea of what's, what's going on, at least what the ride is about. So that's good. Rest, rest assured on that. Yeah. Um, had the new food uh, area been open yet at the time nope, of your preview? That was not open yet. Um, but that is a place I'm going to try to hit whenever we go soon because I seen they have like um, buffalo and blue cheese uh, chicken pot stickers, like dumplings. Yeah, dumplings. Yep. Yeah, and so they come I'm in like a cayenne broth. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like bro- yeah, and they have beef as well with a uh, ginger soy broth. Yep, and tons um, of saffron yeah, that's right on Ryan's alley. Mm-hmm. Yes, it looks great. It really does. It's. I, I mean, it's. A, I think it's a great different variety snack. Yep. To finally make its way to Magic Kingdom, you know, I think that's why people celebrate the the egg roll cart all the time, the spring roll cart all the right. time, because it's you get so a variety of different things all the time. You never know what's going to be there, and I think that's what's nice about this is that you can kind of get these different flavors finally um, at Magic Kingdom, which normally is notorious for yeah. just the same old snacks. So, and Disneyland, being that it has notably such better snacks than Magic Kingdom in Orlando has. This yeah. is maybe Orlando's chance to kind of get on the map with putting some new unique foods into Magic Kingdom and giving each area its own food identity. You know, Adventureland kind of has that with the turkey le- or the Frontierland. It has, you know, the turkey legs and Pecos bills and stuff like that. But pretty the much bacon. other than that, you're looking at churros and, oh, yeah, the bacon, the bacon on a stick. But I'm not paying $10 yep. for a piece of bacon. <laughs> I'd rather just get the turkey leg. But did you see mm-hmm. in Disneyland where you can get sauce on your turkey legs? You can get a buffalo turkey leg. Yep. I'm uh, sorry. That's I was not in my head. Like everyone can see me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That is like oh. literally has to be on the, the the list of things that gave me diarrhea at Disney because that's instantaneous. <laughs> but shout out Ryan for yep. looking parks. But oh, you know beyond beyond Frontierland. And, you know, maybe the Dole Whips in Adventureland, you, the rest of the park is pretzels, churros, and popcorn. Make you bars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like, give yeah. each area its own yeah. identity food-wise. Yeah. I mean, you've got the Friar's Nook is kind of making that turn. You know, yeah. they've they've tried different tots and loaded tots and varieties. And then they do the new soft serve type floats with, you know, the different right. touches. Right. You know, they've done like... um They've done like the Hey Hey floats. And they've done um, the Moana. They've done yeah, the Moana. The, uh, uh, Maleficent. Yep, the Maleficent was great. That was uh, they did the uh, Ursula. Yes. So I mean, they've, and yep. I think right now Peter they're doing Pan. the seven dwarves. Yeah. 
So yeah, they've done some decent stuff here and there, but it's never been one of those parks that's like, oh yeah, let's go get this special treat from this place because of this. It's always like, right, all right, well I'm gonna get a Dole Whip or I'm gonna go get uh you know you know the Orange Bird or I'm gonna grow I'm gonna go get a you know the Spring Roll Cart. Like that's really like the highlights. So it's it's just nice to have new options and yep. exciting, different, flavorful options. So uh, yeah, I can't wait to try try that cart as well so and then the new shop no, i'll just hurry up the uh open soon as well yeah that's the old uh tomorrowland um light and power company or something building yeah yeah yep. nice we yep. got food track twice in one episode already and it's less than an hour into this it's part it of the brand. sorry but um <laughs> also food just, track shirt go get it in the shop off the monorails.com please go check out the shop grab a shirt helps the show Helps you look good. Hashtag plug. Yeah. But uh, to uh, to switch gears here, um, after the preview, we uh, you know the ride exit it, uh, it goes into Storybook Circus, so right there between um, the Casey Junior bathrooms and yeah. Barnstormer, it's that walkway right there. I love uh, that new right path. By the train by the way. station. It's love awesome because it that it, transition it Tomorrowland a, right there. Yeah, it's like a full circle kind of connection with Tomorrowland and Storybook Circus. And then, yeah, it's just, it flows so good. And the what walk is decent too because you have the train tracks right there. So you can see Tron running and the train going by and you hear rides going and you smell the carbon monoxide from Tomorrowland Speedway. Like life is good right through there. Yes. Inhale. Yes. <laughs> The chlorine from Casey Jr.'s little splash pad. Oh yeah, yeah, all the good stuff. But um, the kids just uh, wanted to play, so we actually just went into the Dumbo play area, and they played for about an hour while us adults just chilled out. Because um, we were it. still kind of beat from the the night before, just getting down, and um, you know. We go to Disney enough to where we don't have to hustle constantly, so we take the downtime, you know, very, very, you know, heavily. And anytime we get a chance to do so, we just do it because it's people watching. That that costs nothing. Well, no, <laughs> and it's entertainment at its finest. Yeah, but you know, the kids Thank played around. Um, I did want to go to Epcot because there was a new festival we hadn't been to yet. And because I food. actually was, yes, because food. Well, and because the longest wait time at that park for, at the moment was like 30 minutes for Frozen. Wow. And this was on a Saturday evening. What? What it was is because everybody <laughs> was at Magic Kingdom. And I looked at my, I looked at mom and Brianna and I was like, we need to go to Epcot. And they're like, well, the girls want to play. And I'm like, well, we're basically... Could we could have just went to Chuck E. Cheese for that? Like we're you know they can play on slides at home. <laughs> we're at Disney. I want to go ride Soar, and it's a walk on right now. Yeah, and, um, <laughs> no, you know we 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 just stayed there, let them play because it was the kids' birthday. So I I had to be a big boy and just sit there and pout by myself. Um, I remember. I think I remember texting you at this time, yeah. at this moment. Like, did you make it to Epcot? You're like, no, we're stuck at Magic Kingdom. <laughs> Ryan sitting poolside watching Soren on YouTube on his phone. No, the worst part was is my phone was about to die, and we couldn't even be at the good charging spot. We got to be inside Dumbo. I wanted to be at Big Tops or, 
you know, pizza <laughs> sideshow at the mobile charging station because there was just zero outlets inside the Dumbo play area. So if just uh, for anybody that's listening, if you have a low battery and your kids are playing in the Dumbo play area, you are shit out of luck unless you've got a wireless charger, which I actually ended up having in my backpack and got a charge. So what's in our park bag episode? Go check it that's out. Right. You'll know what to carry. But, you know, after the kids finished playing in Dumbo, uh, we left the park. And um, we just, on a whim, decided to go to the character warehouse right there at the Vinland Outlets. Oh, um, yes. You know it, you much, love it. Yeah, pretty much right beside our hotel. Like, it's literally, I think, less than an eighth of a mile from our hotel. Yeah. So yep. we just, you know, went there, checked out some deals. Um, I got some cheap holiday pins. The kids got a few knickknacks. I think Braylon got a flower and garden bucket hat from 2022 for like six bucks, which is awesome because that was like a thirty dollar hat. Amazing deals. Yeah, I, I left with a bag full of shit, and I think I maybe spent eighty bucks. Like I left with a one of the so big good. bags. <laughs> so it good. feels great. Yeah, but um, if, for the listeners, if you haven't seen some of our highlight reels on Instagram for these trips to the Disney character warehouse. A solid. Go check them out. We've got a few videos now from our visits there. Cause it is a gold mine. You never know what yes. you're going to find. There's going to be some flops, but there's right. always some good stuff. There's always something there that, you know, it's, it's good. We've, we've yeah. saved so much money. <laughs> I don't know if I've <laughs> saved it. I just felt good about spending that much money. So <laughs> well, we you get more. more. There you go. Yeah. 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 More money, yeah. but we could have spent way more had we. But yeah, like I, I got pins from the Christmas, the limited edition Christmas ornament pins. I got them for five bucks where I was spending, I think, let me look at the regular price of my pin board. 17, um, I think. Yeah, like 15. I think it's 17.99. Uh, no, the, uh, yeah, seventeen ninety nine is what I was paying full price because I got the Grand Floridian and the um, the Fort Wilderness pin full price during the holidays because they had uh, and the Contemporary. I, I think I paid like sixty bucks for the three of those. Well, that was before um, annual pass discount, but yeah, discount, yeah, you were. I'm saving ten bucks on each of those pins now, and I have the yeah. whole collection. That's insane. So That's you're, it's, it's insane. It's cool. But um, every time we go now, we're pretty much going to make a video just to encapsulate the savings there. And they don't pay us to do those, so we're doing this out of the kindness of our hearts. So you're welcome. <laughs> you know, go please go watch the videos. <laughs> yeah, and like it. But um, we finished up at the Character Warehouse, and uh, we just were going to get some resort time. You know, we want a little more downtime. I think by this point, it was maybe six thirty, seven o'clock, and um. Daylight savings was actually, you know, the next day. So we. Oh, yeah. You got to spring forward and lose an hour. You got to spring <laughs> yeah, forward woo-hoo. and lose an hour when you're already tired. But um, <laughs> we uh, we just got some food from the food court uh, at the Vinland Outlets. At least uh, three or four of us did. We just got some, um, like, Chinese from one of the places in the food court. And then oh, a yeah. couple of the kids, uh, we got some stuff from Chick fil A, which was literally a red light before our hotel entrance off of 535. So we just got to the room and we all ate. And by this time it was maybe eight o'clock and the pool for the resort was up until I think 11. And the area we always stay in at the Sheridan Vistana, we always get the two bedroom villas in the Springs area. And the pool was literally out our back door because these villas have a front 
entrance and a back entrance with the, like you know the the back entrance goes off of the balcony patio. So yeah, we go to the pool. Um, the kids hang out in there. We get in the hot tub, meet some some pretty cool people. You know, met some people from um, Rhode Island and a couple of people from Canada, and just started talking to them about, okay. um, you know, eh? Told them how much I love poutine. Um, there was another family there from I believe Kansas or Missouri. They're somewhere Midwest, but um, they were doing like a, a Universal Disney kind of combination weekend. So we were just okay. you know we were conversing about that and. Um, we were kind of telling them things that we'd experienced throughout the day and just, you know, they had some questions about things and we're season pass holders at this point. So we're just info dumping them until they go cross-eyed. But, um, <laughs> you know, every time that we, we meet new people like that and we always end up kind of overwhelming them with what we know about Disney, but it always ends up helping them. So that's, that's always a good thing. But yeah, our initial plan was for Sunday to just go home that morning after we, got up and um it turns out we ended up doing um animal kingdom on sunday morning and of course if you have uh if you follow us on tiktok you'll see a brief synopsis of how that goes down you know where (laughs) you say we're gonna go home sunday morning next thing you know you're scanning sunday morning scanning in (laughs) (laughs) love it um it was a nice cool morning and it was jacket weather. It's a perfect time to go to Animal Kingdom. Like even if you're just walking around, yeah, it was it was incredible. And um, we actually got up fairly early. I think we was in Animal Kingdom by about nine o'clock, so we got there pretty pretty quick. And um, we had no agenda, but we hadn't eaten breakfast or anything. We just packed up and and left that morning, and uh, we had hit this place before and it's just one of the like quick service carts just like right in front of the Kilimanjaro safaris entrance and they've always got like fresh fruit and sausage biscuits and all kinds of stuff Mm -hmm. on this this cart so we literally got like the last three sausage biscuits and one of the kids got a banana and um one of the kids got a hot dog because they already had some hot dogs ready and then we went over to the um what is that area where the you can see the train going by the harambe um the I don't market? Know what it's, yeah, the Harambe market. That's it. So we just took our food and went to the Harambe market and, you know, we enjoyed our breakfast there. The train was going by and um, we were just kind of looking on the app and seeing what, what kind of shows we could do or if there's any cool rides we could do before we, you know, decide to leave around, you know, noon, one o'clock. But um, Everest actually was a short wait time. At least it was momentarily. It was like 20 minutes, and me and the two big girls opted to go ride Everest while mom and Brianna and the little one, they went to go do the um, the bird show, which is right, you know, just around the corner from Everest. But um, we get we get to the queue of Everest, and it went from 20 minutes to like 50 minutes as soon as we got there. And we were <sighs> like almost to the exit where the stairs come up of the right exit to Everest. That's where standby started. And um, after some some conversation with the kids, uh, I talked them into doing single rider, which was basically like walking onto the ride. And I'm like, look, like if we stay in standby, we're robbing ourselves of time since we're leaving in a couple of hours. And um, yeah. they were like, 
yeah, let's let's go do single rider. And they were okay with the fact that they would, you know, ride with somebody else. But I I got something pretty cool to say about the whole single rider deal too with having kids. But um, we waited probably I think ten minutes for single rider line instead of an hour for standby. And, Beautiful. Um, both girls went ahead of me in single rider. I would have preferred to have went before them, but the the cast member just picked him and told him to go. But both of them were actually placed with the dads of two different parties that had kids with them, but they were just like that fifth person. But both dads actually like made eye contact with me and was like, I got her. She's good. I'll wait for you at the, the right exit with her. So like whenever I got off my train, like the kids were standing with those two adults and like, they kind of like, you know, it was like a, a brotherly companionship there just amongst Disney dads, you know, like some people get it. Yeah. So it's cool that, that people band together like that, where they, you know, the guys made eye contact with me to let let me know that my kids are cool. Like, you know, I'm I'm there for you, bro. So that was, uh, that was our first experience with single rider line. And that's pretty much the only way we're going to do it from now on. Cause it was, it was insane. As we got off of Everest, we um, just kind of shopped around for a minute. Um, we went to Pongu Pongu, and I got a desert flower with some lumpia. Me and Braylon both got a desert flower, non-alcoholic. Ooh. Enjoyed that. Everybody else got some ice cream, and we all just sat right there by the entrance to Tiffin's underneath one of the umbrella tables and um, enjoyed that for a minute. Uh, we did the Nemo mm-hmm. show, which was our first time doing that. I love that show. It was Isn't insane. it amazing? I love it. I love, I it, love, love it. the way they do that show. Gosh, yeah. so good. Crush by far makes that show. Yeah, he's good. I do he's like really Mr. Good. Ray, how they do Mr. Ray with yes, the bicycle. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty neat. It's it's so good. If you haven't got a chance to go see that show, the new show, they just uh, reopened it about six months ago, maybe. Uh, it's, man, it's so, so good. So good. But, um, we finished the Nemo show and then we just go ahead and head home. Um, by this time it was like one o'clock. So we, uh, we scoot on back to Jacksonville and you know, it was, it wasn't as hard to say goodbye for us because Brienne and I were going to be back literally in five more days. So <laughs> it was pretty much just a foreshadowing to us being kid free for the first time at Disney and uh, yeah. being true Disney adults. So so let's, this is where so let's yeah, hear so about that. that. This is yes. part two of Man. me running my mouth for an hour. So I hope you're ready because tough shit. I'm talking <laughs> some more. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. But this trip got even interesting, you know, like Tron preview weekend in of itself. Exciting. Right. But yeah, going for the first time with your wife, without kids, man, it's just, it's different, right? It's it different. is. And it, it honestly felt weird at first because we yep. were so used to that parent element and like kind of doing what the kids the want to do or, or yep. making sure that, you know, checking on the kids and doing things like that. You know, we, you guys know the motions of it and yep. just feeling that lack of responsibility. It's like, what do we do with our hands? Like, yep. I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> know. Do like, my hands. Cause yeah. we haven't had a kid free day in probably a, a year or two. Like I know yeah. we did one day, we spent one night down in Disney for Christmas shopping a uh, year before last. 
other than that, I can't right. remember the last time we was away from our kids for more than 24 hours. Like, yeah. but it so was, it was it, fun. Did it remind you of, of us? Like, I know guys trip is different when, than a trip with your wife, but like just that feeling of like, I'm adult Disney mode. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's yeah. like, I can go where I want. I can do what I want. Like, it's kind of <laughs> like, um, Forrest Gump telling his story where it's like, you know, when I was hungry, I ate. When I was tired, I slept. And when I went, well, you know, I went. I went. <laughs> like, I did what the hell I wanted to when I wanted to. It was great. Right. <laughs> but um, we actually stayed on property for this because we knew we were going to be hitting festivals. So uh, we just booked Pop Century. We weren't going to spend a lot of time in the room. So wasn't really too worried about a room. But mm-hmm. we got a room in the 50s area, building one. Uh, very easy Skyliner access, and we drove yes, down sir. first thing Friday morning. We was there. I think we was at Pop Century before ten o'clock that morning. And yes, um, yes, you were. Yes, you we were. left our shit in the car. Like our room wasn't ready yet, so we literally just got our backpacks and went to the Skyliner as soon as we pulled up. We didn't even stop at the counter or nothing. Just straight Money to the Skyliner moves. because you and, had uh, somewhere to be, sir. <laughs> yes, because whenever we dropped the kids off at my mom's house. Friday morning, um, we were actually there right when seven o'clock struck. So we got a boarding group for Guardians of the Galaxy virtual queue. So we were dubs group nine, which is pretty much as soon as you get there, you better go. <laughs> but um, yeah, we yep. got we got two Epcot gates probably at ten twenty ten thirty, scanned in and went straight straight to the Guardians, and it was probably a 20 minute wait before we got on the ride and it was amazing. We had disco Inferno as a song that played. So I've now <laughs> had four different songs, uh, on that ride. Okay. okay. Which is amazing. Uh, my favorite What's is still, still, um, tears for fears. Everybody wants to rule the world. Yep. That's next that's one. The one that's my, okay. The tears for fears song is my most wanted song. It's, my favorite yes i've had disco inferno i've had september twice i've had tears for fears once and then i have had um what's the other one conga well there's conga i didn't have conga i think there's one more i have to look and see maybe it was conga i I ran i ran that's what it was yeah was that flock of seagulls yeah yeah that's that's the other one I've had. Um, but yeah, we rode that fantastic ride. And Jordan, I can't wait for us to do your trip recap so you can talk about yeah, spoiler it. Spoiler alert. I yeah. cannot wait to hear your reaction. Yeah, um, we'll we'll unpack that next week. Um, just as a foreshadowing to next week's episode, uh, we'll, yeah. where we'll be covering uh, my family's uh, six-day seven night uh adventure to disney world uh where i did get to go on guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind for it's gonna be a, another long episode so get ready <laughs> yep. get ready strap in it's a doozy it was yeah. it was a great trip can't wait to talk about talk about it more yeah absolutely yeah so like what we talked about if you, I, can you hear the smile in my voice right yes because yes. yes. well, i was about I to say wait. just for the, just for just for the sake of this episode <laughs> Did you like the ride? Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I see the smile. Yeah. 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 So, so like what we talked about earlier with um, virtual queues, like our boarding group was actually called while we were passing like Maitland. <laughs> so we were still on the drive <laughs> down when our boarding group got called. So we were like an hour and a half late for our boarding group. And when we actually scanned into the virtual queue, uh, the thing turned blue like it was an error, and they literally didn't yep. say nothing. They just overrode it, and we walked through. Um, that wasn't yeah. an issue. Yep. But, um, you know, rode the ride. It was great. We got off there. We were hungry as hell because we had not had breakfast. We made a direct drive down, and um, it was time to hit festival boost because it was 11.15 when we got off, so World Showcase was open. Yep, just open. I don't know how you did that ride without anything in your system, though. Uh, <laughs> like... I, Probably never do it again. Well, see, I've heard it drunk it just, too. So, like, it either way. Works. She's like walking up the steps, like right afterwards. She's like, "God, I need a minute." <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard it empty stomach and shit housed. So, either way is great for me. It adds to it. <laughs> but um, yeah, we hit a couple of festival booths. Um, I'm not going to go too into detail on those because we'll have a a festival recap. But um few things that blown us away a couple of things that i was really anticipating to be good was not really great they were okay mm -hmm. but we'll just kind of mm -hmm. leave that at that and um you know we Had hit some festival booths well. we went to uh the land pavilion uh soren was posted for a 40 minute wait and since we didn't have kids we could pretty much just gut out these long waits for rides that we wanted to ride because there was literally yeah. no penalty for us to stand there for 40 minutes because right all we're going to do is stand there and make fun of other people and people watch and <laughs> thumb through TikTok. So um, it, we actually only waited like 20 minutes for Soren, even though it was posted for 40. We got Concourse Love B. Uh, amazing. Well, actually, no, we didn't. We got stage for Concourse B, but they put us on C, but we were the furthest ones inward on C, so we were basically like Concourse B row one. We were just yeah. the furthest ones in on C1. Nice. And it was amazing the smells were on point um when we were just about to enter soren uh they were playing the music from rescuers down under in the land pavilion again and i got chill bumps and i swear to god that is like my favorite little easter egg thing about disney so far is that song being played like i don't yeah. know what it is that to me that's such an underrated movie and for them to take yep. that nod for something like that, uh, that shit makes me smile. Like literally. <laughs> like, dude, I remember the first time Ryan heard it. Like we were just standing there talking, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Wait a minute, shut up, shut up." Like like when you hear a song that you haven't heard in a while, but it just like it boom, yeah. it's just like core memory unlocked. Like, yeah, man, dude, that's, that's literally. Me I mean, back. every time, every time Rescuers is mentioned, it unlocks memories of my deep childhood and yep. yeah so special place special place yes yes and we, if you uh, like the rescuers you might want to pay attention uh here soon we might have a little something coming at you oh yeah yeah hint, hint. i'll be cooking up a little something oh we you just dropped an easter egg okay mm -hmm. hey that bunny's hopping along soon so come are you on. sure you didn't take a flight <laughs> took a flight of beers <laughs> a few of them. but um after we took our flight on soaring um 
we went ahead, you know, went in Rome. Figments at any time of day, usually a five to 15 minute wait. Um, yeah. We got off of the soar and left the land pavilion and got on Figment. Enjoyed that as always. And um, then at this point in time, our room was ready and we were kind of just wanting a little bit of a midday break. And uh, we just jumped on the Skyliner, went back to the room. We pulled the car around to the 50s area because we kind of parked in the main front area at first at Pop Century. And uh, we got our stuff up to the room and, you know, we had everything in one suitcase. So it was much unlike how most of our unpacking goes. Um, We could just put everything on one bed and, you know, live. And um, yeah, especially (laughs) you had the like, you just leave the table in place. That's what we did. We just set the suitcase on top of it. Like, hell with it. (laughs) But, um, we freshened up. We both got showers and just kind of chilled out for a minute. Got a good charge on our phones and our magic bands. But yeah, we get a good charge on everything. And uh, then we decide to hit another park, and it is Hollywood Studios time. And um, we just get over there. Uh, we wanted to get a drink, so we went by the Moonshine Stand, which is on Sunset Boulevard, right beside uh, Rosie's and. Um, mm-hmm. we, uh, we got the blackberry moonshine drinks. Uh, they are a staple now, anytime we visit Hollywood and, um, we go wait in line for toy story mania. It was like a 40 minute wait. Um, it's always a great time. I got the highest score on the car again, because I kick ass on that game. Um, Brianna actually outscored me until the very end where you get the bonus after the mine cars. And that's where I, I wonder why by, yeah, by like 30,000 points. <laughs> it's quick wrist movement. Look at the flick in the wrist. Quick. Look at the flick yep. in the wrist. <laughs> yep. So after Toy Story Mania, we attempt to get on Rise of the Resistance. And uh, we pretty much within five minutes of being in standby, we bailed on that plan because every inch of that. Um, <laughs> it went from 60 minutes to like 95 minutes instantaneously and we just like we were okay oh. waiting but anything over an hour i'm just not doing and no um no. you guys shared the same sentiment and we literally opted to just go to baseline and drink and eat pretzels so that was way better than standing in standby <laughs> with our thumb up our ass um we we shared a beer cheese pretzel uh brianna oh. got some kind of uh, i don't know what the hell drink a ferdy drink um yeah, I got a Sierra Nevada uh, Pale Ale. Goes great with mm-hmm. a, with a beer pretzel or the beer cheese pretzel. Um, just did some people watching. There was one we were sitting in the inside bar area, and there was a couple sitting out our window, and we were trying to uh, read their lips on what they were saying. Just having a people <laughs> yeah, watching game, good, you know. That's a good game. Yeah, yeah. So we, you know, it was just a cool moment for us to kind of just sit there and be us for a minute and just cut up. But, um, yeah. And then from this point, this is where the, the day kind of, you know, gets a little amped up. So, uh, I was already texting you at the time and I knew that y'all had dinner plans for, uh, Kona cafe. So it might be a little bit of a spoiler for, for Jordan's episode for one day, but this is just where it kind of adds a little pizzazz for mine. Um, so we hauled ass from Hollywood Studios, and we got on the um, Wilderness Lodge and Contemporary bus because that was the monorail 
loop uh, bus that was there at the time. And it was just the quickest way for uh-huh. us to get to that area because all we got to do is hop on the monorail to get to Polly. But, um, yeah, we we get off the bus at Contemporary and go straight up to the monorail, take the express one all the way around to Polly, which is literally the next stop after TTC. So we get off there, and we were already on the waiting list for Kona, and our table was ready in like two minutes. And <laughs> wouldn't you know it, we get sat down by who, Jordan? <laughs> By our lovely table of six. Yeah. Right next to us. Insane. <laughs> it was amazing. And um, I'll save this portion of it for Jordan's weekend because it there was a certain reaction that happened. And I'll let Jordan provide the buildup for, for how this reaction came about whenever people realized that, you know, they were amongst family. But um, yes. Yeah, yeah, it'll it'll be a good chuckle when Jordan gets to it because I do not want to ripcord that one out from under him. He deserves to uh, <laughs> talk about the build up to that one, so it was awesome. But yeah, yeah it was good. We uh, we had dinner at Kona Cafe. We hung out a little bit afterwards. I won't go into detail for Jordan's sake, but um, as the fireworks were wrapping up, Brianna and I just decided to go into Magic Kingdom and ride some rides because the firework crowd. Uh, always you know ends up staying up front and then leaving for the most part and you can usually get some a-list rides pretty quickly and being that we didn't have kids we could literally just bulldog our way right down main street and go to whatever we wanted to and um we just rode big thunder mountain we waited like probably 20 25 minutes for it um knocked that out and then we just yep and we just hopped a bus back to pop century for the night and that wound up saturday so, um, you know, g- great day, great day, just knocking things out. And um, Saturday rolls around. Saturday was a milestone day, and we didn't even realize it until halfway. And there's a lot for this day, so I'm going to try and be quick about it. But um, we started out at Magic Kingdom, where we left off Friday night, and uh, mm-hmm. we kicked off with Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. And... um I whooped ass on that. I didn't get the um, Galactic <laughs> Hero this time, but I still scored, I think, like 700,000 points because I'm a beast, and I've yeah. watched YouTube videos on all the high-scoring spots to hit, <laughs> like the Red Robot's Elbow. That's the place that gives you 100,000 points for every hit, just so you know. Mm-hmm. But um, seen lots of characters in Tomorrowland. We saw Buzz. I think we saw Stitch. And then we seen Winnie the Pooh and Tigger outside the Winnie the Pooh ride. Um we got to Magic Kingdom kind of late on Saturday because we just slept in and wasn't in a hurry for you know by design. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. after we got off Buzz Lightyear and did a couple other things, we were hungry and we wanted to try something different. So we actually ate lunch at the Columbia Fish House, which is right there in Liberty Square. Oh, okay. Now, have either of you ever eaten there? No, sir. Okay, well, put this one on your list because oh. it's a banger. Seriously, mm. if you're a fan of like Captain D's, you know, like that, that the, the fried fish and <laughs> hush puppies and fries and shrimp, dude, I'm telling you, that shit's good. We got, uh, all right, so what'd you get? We got the, uh, the trio platter, which we honestly, we each got a trio platter, but we could have split one. So it comes okay. with three chicken tenders, three, uh, jumbo fried shrimp, and then two battered fish fillets with, 
fries and three hush puppies, like sweet corn hush puppies, three of them in a drink. And it's like 14 bucks. Oh, okay. And um, literally, like I was making myself, like I, I ate all my stuff because I'm a, I'm a fat ass, number one. But um, I was just super hungry. And then Brianna still had like hush puppies left and a piece of fish and a chicken tender and a, a shrimp, I think. So I was like force feeding myself to eat this crap just so it didn't get wasted because I don't <laughs> like wasting food. Yeah. But we easily could have split one of those trio platters between the two of us and been full. And they have, you know, they've got your cocktail sauce and tartar sauce and malt vinegar, ketchup, whatever, all your condiments, those are available there too. But really, really good uh, quick service meal and for a great value too. And, um, of course, we get out of uh, the Columbia Fish House and you're right there at Haunted Mansion and we've seen that it was a, a you know, pretty decent queue uh, there wasn't a whole lot of people there, so I think we waited like twenty, thirty minutes to get into Haunted Mansion. That's always a treat. Mm-hmm. And from there, we slide over to Adventureland and ride Pirates. It was a fairly short wait, shorter than usual. And while we were in the line for Pirates, this is where our day kind of made a revelation. Oh, we were just kind of thumbing through the app, and hypothetically looking at like lightning lane prices and times and just what was available. And we actually had made a, a deal to try and do flight of passage or rise of the resistance, either, at least either one of them for the weekend since we were kid free. And yeah. Brianna found a lightning lane for the two fifty to three fifty PM window over at animal kingdom for flight of passage. And um, <laughs> it was an individual lightning lane, and it was $16 a piece. And I just so happened to have a Disney rewards card that had like 70-something dollars on it from my Disney Chase rewards dollars. And I was okay. like, you know what? This is money that we don't have to see or, or worry about. We're just going to use it, sure. and we're going to spend $33 you know, after taxes and fees to just do this ride and say we did it. And it was, she's never wrote yep. it before, so it was it was time. Oh wow! Okay, so wow. we get off pirates, and by this time it was right at park hopping time. So we go ahead and head to the front and get on the bus to Animal Kingdom. And by the time we get over there, like we literally was our our window started at two fifty. We were at the entrance to Flight of Passage at two forty eight. So we were just waiting to walk in for our time. And awesome. by God, we literally walked straight in there and we were in the queue and rode Flight of Passage for the first time since I rode it with you guys back in February of 2021. That was mm. incredible. And it it's literally gave me a feeling of nostalgia because yeah. it took me back to that. And that was yeah. like the first big A-list ride I had experienced at Disney mm-hmm. uh, in my mm-hmm. adult life. So it really it, it did it give me a... A, a big sense of like the growth I've experienced since I have felt the first time on that ride. So it's yeah. been, it was pretty cool, but um, it's one of those, it's one of those rides that when you get on, you never know how you're going to react. I mean, like for yeah. me, right? Like it just, like it's just one of those, like it can spark emotion and like, it can mm-hmm. just, it's incredible what that ride can actually do. Um, no matter how many times you ride it, right? Like, and you, it's the same ride every time, but it's just like, you never know what it's going to evoke. And it's just, it's one of those that 
I love every opportunity I get to write it. Yeah. So me writing that, uh, one of my favorite things to do is just constantly look around and try and find something I didn't see prior. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you know you have a, such a wide viewing angle, like when you, you're naturally going to fixate on one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you find something that catches your eye. So I try and train myself to find something I haven't seen before and make it an individual experience every time I write it. So yeah, uh, I get where you're coming from with that, Ryan. That's that's pretty yeah. cool. It was cool. Ryan, and- I, I want to ask, uh, you may tell us, because I, I definitely want to hear what Brianna thought about the ride being her first time, but Make sure that I want to ask you about the individual lightning lane. Did you feel that how long did you end up waiting for to get on the actual ride itself from the time you got into the you scanned into the queue? And did you feel that it was worth the sixteen dollars plus tax to spend on that one attraction? Well, at this point in time, and of course it'll vary by day, but we literally sure. scanned into the virtual queue and we didn't stop walking until we were getting staged into a pre-show room. So it was literally awesome. straight through. Like for it's some awesome. reason that whole weekend animal kingdom was not busy at all. It was weird. And, and mm-hmm. I'll further solidify this once um, I continue past flight of passage, but like, yeah, um, as far as our experience goes, like to me, the individual lightning lane was completely worth it. I can see where out of towners that are already spending the money that they do spend, you know, because they're not pass holders and they're, Mm -hmm. they're already paying X amount of money. Like what's another $500 to make sure and solidify you ride every ride you want to when you're already spending 10 to 15 grand on this whole trip. So do it. Yeah. But even as a regular monthly, pass holding visitor i found value in that individual lightning lane and i will find myself doing this from time to time if it's like i feel like i want to ride something that typically has a longer wait time and i can't get there early for rope drop so i can see the purpose and value in the individual lightning lane and of course that's without having to buy genie plus for the day yeah yeah so that's another plus but um Yeah, beyond Flight of Passage, um, we walked onto the Kilimanjaro Safaris. Like, literally, <laughs> we had an entire row on the Jeep to ourselves. I think there might have been four other people in the entire Jeep for the safari. Wow. Um, wow. The animals were very active. We actually seen uh, both lions. Um, they were both on top of, like, you know, the Pride Rock or whatever. Um, I did not know it, but both of those lions were in the real live action uh, Lion King movie. Oh, did you know that? Yep, didn't know that. Yep, that's uh, that was a fact that was dropped on us. Um, that we seen the cheetah up and walking, which yeah. is hardly ever seen. Um, the mm-hmm. elephants were playing. The ostriches ostriches wouldn't get the hell out of the way. They were in the middle of the road the whole time. Um, <laughs> baby rhino was chewing on some hay while we went by. Um, it was really cool. Like it was, you know, a little bit later in the evening, so we were kind of in that golden hour. So it was the first time we've done an evening time safari, and it was great. At this point, we kind of both decided, you know what, we've already done Magic Kingdom, and we've done Animal Kingdom for the day. Let's try and make it a four-part day. So, like, we still had, I think, four to five hours until uh epcot and hollywood studios close so we were like you know what we're gonna do it we're gonna push ourselves to do a four-part challenge 
And from there, once we got off the safari, um, we got to see Kevin on the bridge leading into like the Asia area. Um, mm-hmm. And we were going to ride Everest real quick before we, we hopped out of there. And um, we waited 10 minutes for Everest, rode that. And then we got a drink at the bar that's right next to um, Everest. And I had yep. a Yeti sunset and holy balls. So like <laughs> <laughs> Brianna told me she could smell the Jack Daniels on my breath from 10 feet away. But I'll tell you, like when they when they put the alcohol in the cup first, it was literally like three quarters of the cup was Jack Daniels. It was insane. <laughs> Ryan's looking like, uh, are you gonna stop? No, that's yeah. just when you just keep talking to the bartender. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I threw a couple extra bucks in the jar for him, but um, like my God, that drink was high octane. But um, we make quick work of that. I smash it, and it, I'm, I'm floating by this time when we get to the bus. And uh, we actually took the Art of Animation bus back to the Pop Century area. And um, we shop around a little bit at Art of Animation. We stop at the drop-off bar by the pool, the big blue pool. Uh, I got a frozen Jack and Coke from there. And Brianna got a nice, uh, <laughs> like, blue fruity drink. So um, yeah. I was I was feeling great. And um, <laughs> we stopped by the room hey, real stop. quick at Pop Century. <laughs> yeah, I was flying. But uh, we go to the room real quick, um, just freshen up for a minute, and we head on the Skyliner to Hollywood Studios. And we actually got to um, the Rise of Resistance queue at 6.50 on the dot, and the pre-show for us started at 7.50. So this goes to show you the time crunch we were in to get these four parks. So we got off of Rise of the Resistance like... I don't know, eight ten. So you ended up doing standby for yes, Rise. We did standby for Rise. Since we did um Lightning Lane for Flight of Passage, we were just gonna see if it was possible that we could do it. So okay. yeah, we waited literally exactly an hour for uh for Rise of the Resistance. Uh yeah, that's not Brianna's bad. first time for that also, so could you could only imagine okay. the type of day she had uh getting both yeah. of those in at the same time for the first yep. time. But once again, that that's the first time I've read that ride since I read it with you guys in 2021. So mm-hmm. it was another triggering moment where it's like, man, like look at all the things I've learned and done since the last time I rode this ride yeah. and yeah. Um, seeing so many different things I didn't notice before. But um, yeah, we get off of rise and we make a beeline to the Skyliner and um, we scanned into Epcot at 849. So this was where crunch time came in because we had to be in a ride queue before nine o'clock. Otherwise you're pretty much shit out of luck. So we're already fighting as we're going into the park, like uh, harmonious is getting ready to start. So like everybody's pushing Mm -hmm. up against world showcase lagoon and people are, you know, just trying to get through certain areas, but we got to, um, we wanted to ride frozen ever after. And it was literally like the halfway point around both sides around World Showcase. So, like, we just had to pick a side to go to and, yep. you know, go. But we just decided to go through, like, Canada, Mexico, and that side. But we got to – we got from International Gateway to the Norway Pavilion in seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we were Hauling. humping it. Yes. And um, we – 
waited probably three or four minutes to ride Frozen Ever After. Got our asses oh, wow. kind of damp. Wow. And um, then we got off, and as we were getting off the ride, Harmonious is about halfway done, and that's when I go live on Instagram. You know, he did a nice little live video, and you could see how fast I'm walking, and we're basically just trying to beat the crowd to the Skyliner after the fireworks show. And yep. we did. Yeah. Walked onto the Skyliner and went back to the room for the night. But we <laughs> successfully did four park scans in one day. And that was like we the rides, cherry on top for a kid-free weekend. One. Yep, and did rides in each park. And not chancy rides either. Yeah, did rides and flight of passage in that same day. Yeah, and, well, and Frozen Ever After. That's always a hour yeah. minute. Yeah. Hour, hour minute. It's an hour long wait. <laughs> this is kind of where I want to... Uh, recall back to the value of Ryan doing the uh, uh, individual lightning lane for Flight of Passage because I think in these kind of instances where you're trying to pack in a lot of A-list rides, I think that's where you'll see the value of the individual lightning lane coming oh, yeah. into play. Well, oh, absolutely. Flight of Passage was when we chose because Rise was 25 a person for that day too versus yeah. 16 a person but, but chances are if you do if you do standby for flight of passage you don't make rise nope. which means right. then you don't make epcot yep i mean that so you think about how much point. more you got to experience because you chose to do that individual lightning lane at yep. flight of that's passage. why i say that that was the turning point for the day there that like We've really made so much time up just now. We can knock this out and have this yeah. this accolade for ourselves. But um, yeah, yeah, it was a hell of a Saturday. Like it was insane. And then Sunday morning, we get up. Um, we had to pack a few things because you know it was checkout day. But um, mm-hmm. we both get up and jump in the virtual queue to get Guardians again because we were going to Epcot that morning uh, after our breakfast. Um, we get group nine again for guardians. <laughs> so, uh, that, that pretty much sealed the deal for the day that that day was already a win alone just to get to ride guardians. But then not only that, we had a breakfast for Kate May over at beach club resort at the end of the Skyliner route. So conveniently enough, we just pack everything in the car and then walk to the Skyliner, yep. get off at international gateway, walk to the boardwalk area and, Literally, we as soon as we walk into Beach Club, our like everything's ready. We're just, just oh. find a hostess and go to a table and hit the buffet. And um, we've you know this is my I think fourth time going to Cape May for breakfast, <laughs> and it's every time I go it gets better. It's just you know the drill is Mickey waffles, sausage, eggs, bacon, grits. Crepes, omelet station, fresh fruit, yogurt, oatmeal, mm-hmm. you name it. They've got it. Uh, tater tots, mini cheddar biscuits and gravy. Um, this was my first time experiencing it as character dining, though, for breakfast. And Keep talking. Keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> Donald sat and had coffee with me. Let's just put it that way. That oh. made my damn oh. weekend. Donald oh. literally sat down <laughs> and grabbed my coffee carafe and just sat there and poured him a cup. Oh. I'm like... This is everything. Like, yes, I'm 33 sure. years old, but you know what? This shit right here is, this is it. Please, yes. <laughs> um, Goofy <laughs> took a visit by. Daisy took a visit. I wanted Minnie Mouse to come by, but she was kind of catering towards more of the kids. So I get it, but I need some Minnie Mouse love too. Yeah. But 
Yeah. You know, we finish up breakfast at Cape May, and conveniently enough, all we've got to do is walk into Epcot, which is five minutes away. But now, mm-hmm. you ever try walking up that hill where the boardwalk <laughs> side connects on a full stomach? Oh, I, oh, yeah. We have collectively. Done. I thought I was going to look like a parade horse and just leave a trail. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But we got to scan into Epcot and once again walk straight to our virtual queue. Waited mm. probably 20 minutes. Rode Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, we got a little cheeky afterwards. What song did we get this time? Uh, September. September. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Um, for some reason, I feel like they sped the coaster up a little bit because that thing was... I felt some things <laughs> I hadn't felt the first few times I've rode it that time. But, well, you were, you were about five pounds heavier, too. That, too. <laughs> but we got a little cheeky after Guardians of the Galaxy because uh, we were supposed to just go ahead and leave and head home. But Figment was a we walk-on. Yeah, Figment was a walk-on, and we walked on to it, uh, and then it breaks down halfway through, right whenever you get to the uh, the vision board, the, you know, F-I-G-M-E-N-T part. Um, the ride breaks down right there, and next thing you know, all the lights come on in the building, and people announce that, you know, um, Imagination Institution personnel will be there to assist you off shortly, and we got to exit backstage. It was my first backstage ride exit and i was allowed to film it so we actually made it to tpm vids twitter they shared it they liked it um hopefully they gave us a follow back hopefully we get it on youtube because they like to collaborate and put some of these things on youtube and cite uh the twitter or instagram accounts that put it out there um but yeah my first backstage ride exit i thought it was amazing and uh brianna got a kick out of it too so for those that don't know about ryan when a ride breaks down normally that's like a a sad thing you know (laughs) people get upset about it that ruins their days this made ryan's day because (laughs) ryan is a mechanically driven person and he wants to know everything about everything and how things work Mm -hmm. on things and uh this was like a kid in a candy store moment for Ryan. Oh, it was. It was amazing. <laughs> so, so you, you can imagine knowing this information now, how much of a treat it was for him. It was like Gus Gus with a giant kernel of corn. Just happy. <laughs> oh, right there. Yeah. <laughs> but we get off a of figment and, um, we just go to creations and shop around for a minute. And, uh, then we hop on the Skyliner and uh, we get in the car and start heading home. But uh, it, it once again, you know, like I said from the weekend before, it was not, it wasn't that hard to leave because I know that I'm going back next weekend for Happily Ever After, and then mm. I'm back home for another weekend. I can get all my honeydews caught up, work a couple of days of overtime, and then I'm back at Caribbean Beach for four nights. The next weekend for spring break. <laughs> so like I, I can't be sad. Like I I got shit going for me right now. Like I'm I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. On top of the four nights at Caribbean Beach, actually we're going to go down a day early because I got enough points to stay at the Marriott Royal Palms in a two bedroom grand suite for free, just off of points. So uh. we get to take in those amenities for a day 
and get down there a day early. So checking into Caribbean Beach is going to be that much easier. Beautiful. I, you know, I'm going to do a room tour. That's kind of like my new thing lately. And uh, Justin's been helping me with uh, all the stuff behind the scenes on those room tour videos. But we're trying to beef up some of our our YouTube content and pretty much everything else across the board, too. But between Jordan and I this past weekend, we got a lot of things uh, covered yeah. and just a lot of stuff we're, we can't wait to get out. But we're trying to... We're trying to space it out and and not photo dump everything at one time because we've got some stuff that can last us a while. And we're just we're trying to let everything yeah. hit the algorithm and it's on right first. <laughs> Man, uh, I'll tell you, like being able to be a part, a very small part of your of your trip was was a special treat. And having done it, having been there and done that same type of trip. Um, had the pleasure to do it a couple of times now, me and my wife only, uh, at Disney, I know how different it is and how special it can be. And so I'm just, I'm super glad that you got to do that. Uh, you and Brianna got to do that together. Um, that she got to experience new things for the first time. Um, especially some, some really spectacular things in my opinion. And, uh, so as it's just, it's, it's a treat just to hear, hear you talk about it because it makes me, it makes me giddy inside. It makes me want to like, all right, like, man, I know I just got back, but I want to go and experience these same things. And, you know, <laughs> like I'm just smiling this whole time listening to you. And so, um, yeah, so I enjoy, I enjoyed this, uh, this recap and I'm sure that everyone else listening will, uh, will uh, have the same sentiment because man, it's just, uh, if if any of if any people out there listening have done this in any capacity, uh, they'll know exactly what I'm feeling as well. And if they haven't, man, I hope this inspires them to to make it happen. Yeah, it's a sense of accomplishment, uh, man. It is. It's a, it's accomplishment, but just like, I uh, just it's it's a freedom. It's a it's a different it's a different thing. I mean, that's we got started doing this whole thing being us right being mm-hmm. us at disney us just us guys and like just like taking it in from a different lens and it's so whenever we can get back to the roots of everything that we do here it it just it you know pulls it pulls me in like all right let's let's go let's go so it's man it's so good it's so good i love hearing i've loved hearing you know these trips like this so you talked about some of our YouTube content, some of our our social media content that we're working on. We've got a lot of stuff where we are trying to beef it up, as as Ryan mentioned. Um, we've got some new things out there. Some new. We did our first vlog. We released our first vlog video. A little short thing, but we're just trying some new concepts and trying new things uh, out there um, to really try to engage the audience more, to engage you guys listening. Um, and engage a new audience um, that maybe hasn't listened to us yet. Uh, so if you if you haven't done so, go to social channels, Instagram, uh, YouTube, Twitter, uh, TikTok, uh, Facebook, you name it, we're there, at Off the Monorails. Go follow us, go subscribe, and go have fun with us. Um, that's what we're trying to do. Uh, we're trying to have fun and inform people at the same time, uh, but do it in our own way. Um, so... Go check it out. Uh, we, you know, we'd love for you to go uh, leave us comments, give us feedback, and just really take it all in and uh, help us out. So, um, 
and go enjoy it really just go enjoy it because it's fun to it's fun to make this stuff too it's fun to to do these videos we have we we have a lot of fun and uh can be silly and uh just be ourselves uh doing all this stuff so it's um it's a lot of fun it's challenging presents new challenges but Very presents challenging. learning opportunities <laughs> and uh presents you know individual growth in us and and team growth in us too so i love every second of it and uh, it's because of people listening and watching and liking um and that keep us doing it so yep the engagement uh, drives us for sure yes so please please continue to do so but yeah that's a that's a fun pack weekend ma'am yeah and here we go right you just said it a couple in a couple weeks uh you justin happily ever after yep. tron opening day we got cry. uh new new fireworks show coming to her to uh to epcot yeah and man like it's just so many a lot of things. things the 50th is finally pissing off bye. 50th is, is going bye you. bye uh disney 100 will be rolling out into epcot officially they've announced so uh yeah a lot of things are happening around walt disney world uh will be there boots on the ground covering all this for you um if you are not following us if you're not alerted to our instagram account please go do so right now at off the monorail that's the place to be we will be there if you want to see happily ever after return on opening night go to instagram uh, where we will be uh broadcasting feed after feed after feed of all the festivities there we'll be celebrating with everyone uh we'll be crying with everyone and we'll be wearing our happily ever after inspired shirts to celebrate as well so if you have not gotten yours and you want to celebrate with us go do so at offthemonorails.com go to the shop and check out the happily ever after designs and grab one have fun celebrate with us it's going to be a Watch damn me good time cry on Instagram live. Yes. If you want to see a grown man cry, go buy the shirt, please. Please go buy the shirt. It helps the channel. It helps us grow. It helps us keep us keeps operating and it gets you looking good. So that's right. Just go uh, check out and all the other designs we got there. We got the Tron excite light cycle design that we've got there. Uh, we've got some uh, Rosen crown line uh, to celebrate our love for Rosen crown. And we've got some, other great designs out there. We got new designs coming up. So stay tuned for those. But yeah, if you want to support the show, go support us by uh, going to the website at offthemonorails.com and heading over to the shop and picking up some swaggy swag. Well, while we're at it, though, uh, we're, we're plugging ourselves. We got to uh, plug some of our friends that, that kind of help us out along the way. And I'll kick that oh, off yeah. with our good pals up in Scranton, Pennsylvania at Electric City Roasting Company. They are a specialty coffee association coffee maker, and uh, they just roll out some great coffee. Uh, they actually, just for the spring season, came out with their spring-loaded roast. So it's yes. a little bit more of a medium roast. Um, I haven't tried it yet, so I'm actually, I may order some and see what it's all about. I'm still more of a, a boom-roasted kind of guy. In my opinion, or the velvet, I'm, I mm -hmm. like uh, I like dark mm -hmm. roasts, but um, they've got anything from light roast all the way to dark. They've got K cup, they've got whole bean, they have espresso grind. You can buy in twelve ounce packages, or you can buy in bulk. 
whatever you do, whatever you decide to put in your cart, just make sure you use our link in the uh, episode description below and use the code OTMCOFFEE20 to save yourself 20% on your first order. And that is at electriccityroasting.com. Yeah. And also, while you're in the episode description, uh, go check out some other companies like 1901 Candle Company. Uh, they are making Disney-inspired and pop culture-inspired scented candles uh, that really just get the place smelling great. Uh, you got a variety of scents. And I'm going to call them flavors because, my goodness, you could just eat them up if it wouldn't burn your mouth. Um, it's phenomenal. Make great things. Uh, they they have a proprietary wax blend that just tends to last a little bit longer um, than some other candles out there, So, which I appreciate, you know, spending money on something and last longer. And it just gives me a lot, you know, a lot more time to enjoy the, the great smells. Uh, coming from these candles. So uh, go check them out and you can save 15% just from listening to us on your order. Off the rails 15 is the code. Go check it out. Go add some stuff to your cart and uh, yeah, just start enjoying the scents because they are mighty fine. They good indeed. And we also have additional folks that we have listed in the episode description down below to help get your travel needs met. So make sure you check all those out and all, again, all the links are in the episode description down below. Yeah. And we definitely won't leave you without uh, mentioning our friends at the world of DVC, uh, whether it's a DVC rental store uh, that uh, if you want to save up to 65% off, sometimes even more to stay at Disney deluxe resorts. Um, that's here in Florida and in California, go check them out. Uh, they uh, are in the episode description and man, you can get some great savings on your next vacation uh, to Disney, as well as if you want to become a DVC member yourself uh, at DVC resale market, they can help you become a DVC member. They did yeah, ask Jordan how he me. knows. <laughs> yeah. They helped me become a DVC member and they can help you too. They literally saved me thousands compared to going through Disney direct. Um, yep. Every contract financing, differs. everything. Yeah. Every, they have everything they can, they can help you out with financing, all along the way, they are experts the in what they do. Um, all the contracts vary, so uh, but one thing that won't vary is their commitment to helping you all throughout the process. Um, they are fantastic people. They are a fan- fantastic company. We love working with them. We love being part of their family, and we are longtime customers uh, of their services. So go check them out as well. Um, and we mentioned it earlier, but Unlock Magic. Go join the community. Go have fun with us. Go have fun with other Disney-centric-minded people. And ignore all the toxicity that you have on these other social yep. platforms. Just go have Best fun part. and enjoy the conversation here. Um, you've got all the tools, like we mentioned, about the dining tool. Uh, you've got some entertainment in there as well. And just have some good fun. So go check it out um, and and join today. It is five ninety nine a month, but... Who really cares? By nine a month is pretty much nothing at this point. So let's just go go have fun with us. Go join us there, and we'll uh, we'll see you, man. Ryan, like I said, I loved uh, loved hearing about your trip. It was great to be a small part of it. And next week, I get to be the star of the show. Can't wait. Give my voice a break. <laughs> <laughs> well. It's going to be a doozy. It was a long trip, uh, but man, it was great. I uh, got mom and dad along the way with us and 
we hit multiple resorts, multiple parks, and got to do some new things as well. So can't wait to talk all about that on uh, next week's episode. So uh, stay tuned for that, and we'll catch you next Friday. I'm Jordan. I'm Justin. And I'm Ryan. And this is Off the Monorails.